Welcome to the Best Ever You Network, celebrating our third year on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Thank you for helping us become a number one rated live show with over one million global listeners. Our team is on a mission to help you discover your authentic best self and bring it to the world. And now, here's our show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for tuning in to the Best Ever You show. I'm Elizabeth Hamilton Greeno. I do know my name, kind of, I guess, Dr. Walter. <laughs> it's kind of funny. How are you, Dr. Walter, there in California? Hey. Yeah, yeah, doing great, thanks. And, uh, yes, all is well. I'm remembering my name, too. We're good. We're good. We're good to go. All right, that's awesome yeah. because, you know, it's been a long, long weekend and baseball started here and all sorts of crazy stuff. I, my son came home from baseball last night and they're inside because we still have all the snow on the ground. And um, one of the kids, not him, but they – they're in the gym and everything. They t- completely broke a window, and so every all the phones are lighting up with all the windows breaking and everything. And he came home and he's like, "Look, we broke a window." I'm like, "Well, you know, it's not baseball season until something's broken." Because I know on in our own house, from all four boys playing baseball, we still have a window that we refuse to fix because every year somebody breaks it. It's the same window. It's on the garage, like up above the garage doors, <laughs> and then well, so we have a dent. Well, <laughs> well, I don't wait, but I, I had to. I wanted to ask you about this. The they play baseball indoors. Well, they're inside right now. Yeah, they're How inside they do that? right that's now. That must be a huge. Is that a huge? I, well, you know, it's they're in a huge gymnasium with a really high ceiling, but there's there's windows out the front, and I guess wow. somebody threw something too hard and it broke one of the windows. But yeah, they're inside right now still. Today they're going out on the turf. They they actually came into the high school with um, snow removal equipment and took all the snow off the football field and the turf and the and the track and everything. <laughs> That's funny. There's so much snow here still, and it snowed again over the weekend and everything. But, yeah, baseball started, snow wow. or no snow, and, yeah, it is what it is. But it's still funny because we, every year we wonder what they're going to break. And last year it was we still have this baseball-sized dent in the back bumper of the minivan. It's just like a dent of baseball, and um, it's just funny with four boys and all the sports and everything because something always is funny and happening and well, you, breaking and well, you know, campaigning. Uh, with, and, yeah. with, with baseball, uh, you know, I, I sort of was interested in it when I was younger, but, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the movie Field of Dreams, just I kind of like fell in love with baseball just from that movie. And, uh, and in a way, I think what we're talking about today is going to, somehow tie into the idea of the field and dreams to, you know, follow through with an inspiration, you know? Uh, you know, I think so. And I, I was talking about sports a little bit because one of the people we've got coming on is Coach Coach Dane on Twitter, um, Coach Dane Gingrich, um, who's a former pro athlete. He's a, a tennis player. And then we've got a, another guy who knows, you know, all about the pro mindset and Elevating Beyond is their podcast. We have entrepreneur Mark Menard coming on. And um, they're the co-hosts of the Elevating Beyond podcast, which it's funny. We're going podcast to podcast here, which is the way Best Ever You is. Some people, I've been getting emails like, why would you have another podcast on? I'm like, exactly that's why, because we support each other and we love each other and we help each other and we elevate each other. And that goes, it's it's an interesting thing when you when you have, people are like, why would you have competition on? I'm like, you know, that's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I am. Um, don't you think, Dr. Walters? I, I just speak well, to it right there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the whole premise, uh, I think, of, that we talk about a lot, which is that if you see things as competition, you separate yourself and see things as us versus them, you've kind of lost, or you're never going to reach really the potential when you realize that, you know, we need to network with each other, help each other, support each other, uh, you know, not just think about what's in it for me. That's, that's when everyone wins. Yeah, and and I think that um, just kind of on that notion, just I'm going to bring them on here in a minute here, but, you know, they these guys have their own stories that they're going to share with us as we go through the hour here where they've hit rock bottom in life, in work, in sports, marriage, family, and they're going to tell us how they overcame the adversity of all of these things. Now, before we get started, um, they're they're going to have to tell me their website for their radio show. They're on iTunes, so I want please everybody go to iTunes and check out Elevating Beyond, um, the podcast Elevating Beyond, and they do, they use a lot of hashtags on Twitter also. So Elevating Beyond is a hashtag for them. Um, Coach Dane, Mark Menard, those are all hashtags they use. And um, so I'm going to just go ahead and bring them on. And um, there's Dane and there's Mark. Guys, are you with us? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us, Elizabeth and Walter. It's uh man, we're we're blessed to be on today. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we're, Hello. we're Hi. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. Go ahead. Sorry, Elizabeth. Good. Okay, so I don't I'm not sure which one of you is which. I don't have your voices totally memorized, so I'll just I'll I'm just use your names when we need to talk for a little bit until I get it down here. But um like I was saying you guys are the co-hosts of the Elevating Beyond podcast, and you have your websites um, that you each have, which are dreamshine.co and coachdane.com. Do you also have a separate website for your radio show, or do you just want people to go to, like, iTunes or HipCast? For, this is Mark, by the way, and I'll, I'll go first. You can tell who I am by the voice that sounds way better looking than Dane's voice. <laughs> nice. <Okay>. Right on. <laughs> but um, we are actually in the works of setting up an official web page for Elevating Beyond. Uh, we're actually just started at this podcast, believe it or not, 15 weeks ago. So we have links to it from both of our own web pages, as well as you said, Elizabeth, we're on iTunes under Elevating Beyond. So that's the greatest way to connect to us at this point in time. Okay, perfect. And, and um, Mark, you're the owner and founder of DreamShine, and um, that serves individuals with special needs. You're the father of four. You have two girls and two boys, and you're in Ohio. Is that right? Yes. We, I'm not out there in California where Dane and Walter are, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I was born out there, but I live uh, – Right outside uh, the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, and we just awesome. had snow last weekend too, Elizabeth. So God. I feel you. <laughs> I'm so sick of snow. And Coach Dane, how are you today? I'm I'm very warm because I'm in California under 75 degree weather. So it's That's beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> and you're um, you're a former pro athlete, and um, I yeah. like on. I, I like I love both your websites. On your on your website, you have the one percent mindset driven by the impossible, and um, it's it's really interesting. We're starting to ex- explore that a little bit with our with one of our sons who has this dream of being an MLB player and playing in college and all this stuff. And 
it's really different, the, the mindset and watching him do what he does every day to set his goals and all these things. And I'm like, dude, you're 15. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by mindset things. But you've got, you're a father of one girl, and you live in California. And, again, um, I'm just going to start out just by saying, how did you guys meet and how did you guys decide to do this podcast? And we'll well, go it, from there. It, it's funny. It's fun. No, this is Dane, and and I am um, I have the better voice. Um, it, it it's it's funny because we, we just we just met on Twitter. Um, through um, both of us have a mentor, Eric Thomas, on Twitter, and we we connected through him, and we we made a couple phone calls uh, to each other, and realized, wow, even though we come from such different backgrounds, um, we had the exact same vision of where we wanted not only to take our own personal companies, but what we had uh, long-term, our visions for the long-term in helping others and really helping others um, through our own personal stories of adversity and, you know, hitting, like you said in the intro, hitting rock bottom. Um, we just out of nowhere said, man, we, we should do something together and, and see if our stories align with other people's stories and, and see where that takes us. Maybe we should do a podcast and just literally, Elizabeth, Walter, out of nowhere, it, it it just happened because, I mean, we always say God is orchestrating this entire thing. We just came together, and our stories of overcoming seems to have aligned with other people's stories. It's been remarkable. Um, okay, so, yeah, let's kind of talk about that because that's – I think that's an important point when, when that people tell their story a little bit, and then it, and then when they share what they're doing to elevate other people, for example, then it, it matters more. It means more to people when they know the personal. So uh, maybe we start with you, Mark. What uh, what was your lowest point? Sure. Uh, thanks for asking, Walter. I'll I'll start with mine. Um, yeah, and and on our first episode, we talked about this too. Um, really, for me, it was around the age of seventeen. I basically uh just was was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing including a lot of a lot of drinking and a lot of other things that that just were not legal and basically woke up in a jail cell um I did not know how, how I had gotten there I had completely blacked out and when I woke up um the police officer came to the door I was in a holding cell with couple other people that were pretty scary looking and he escorted me over to the computer and had me take a seat and said do you know what you're doing here and I realized I could still kind of barely talk and then all of a sudden my image popped up on the screen of my mugshot and I realized my jaw the left side of my face was all smashed in my jaw had been broken and my left eye socket was fractured um, he told me that I had gotten a DUI and my blood level was basically so high that I actually should have been legally dead. Um, and then what I found out was this big, huge 35-year-old cowboy guy that had prior warrants in other states basically just beat the crap out of me. Um, I actually rear-rented him in the drive through I guess I got really hungry in the middle of the night at a wiener snitchel in, in Colorado um, which is where I went to high school. And I had not, I graduated early from high school, even though I was doing all this crazy, horrible stuff, and hadn't been talking to my parents very much. They weren't very proud of me. Um, and it probably had been a few months since we had talked, and the first phone call was 
me calling them from jail saying I'm in jail and I basically need you to come bail me out. And when they showed up, um, I think the fact that my face was so smashed in, my mom was crying and had a lot of sympathy for me. Um, my dad, on the other hand, really didn't because they had just been so sick of all the the lies and just everything I had put them through over the high school years that um, that I remember that car ride home with them was one of the longest drives. It was about 10 minutes, but it felt like hours. And uh, my dad just had a really serious talk with me. He said, if you're going to come in our house, you know, we'll let you come in here, but you really have to get your, uh, and he used a couple swear words together or you're out of here. And I just remember that night, you know, I, I just felt so low. Just not only had I let my parents down, but just such a rock bottom in life. My jaw was broken. My eye was fractured. And I just really looked at a bigger picture of like, what the heck am I doing with my life? And, you know, to not take an hour telling this whole story to kind of flash forward, I really at that moment kind of made a decision that I wanted to just change everything about my life. And I started exercising, um, lifting weights, also enrolled into college. And then I actually read my first book from cover to cover. I had managed getting all through school. I could get my book reports done and stuff, but I never completely read a book for the sake of reading a book. Um, And it happened to be a Stephen King novel, which you wouldn't think was a personal development book. But what it did was it expanded my mind in a way that nothing ever really had before to where I realized, wow, this, this is like a whole other world. Um, and I just fell in love with reading and, um, and my faith with God, um, continued to grow throughout all that as well. Um, and I just one day, one step at a time went, went to college, um, graduated through college. Um, after that over time created, um, the company that I have now dream shine, which serves individuals with special needs but you know to summarize it Walter that was that was definitely my rock bottom right there when I woke up in that jail cell for sure you know you got you're so brave to to talk about it out loud because I think so many people put on a front that everything's perfect all the time and and nobody yeah. has you know you're not flawed or anything um, but when you talk about things out loud of things that are happening in your life, it, it's interesting how people people show up, talk more. Yeah, yeah. We we've we and you know Dane has his his story too. And we've learned that's what's so important about our show is we've been blessed to meet so many people that are doing significantly successful things in their lives. And the more we get to know them, it's so important to know they didn't just land on the top of the mountain. They've gone through struggles and adversities in their own way, just just like everyone else. And I realize the more I share my story, you know, it's not a story of failing. It's actually a story of hope because you can grow and develop from any level of life that you are. You always have a choice as long as you choose to get out of that victim mindset, which I was definitely living in at that time. Dane, how about yeah. you? Or, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's so powerful listening to Mark's story again. It, it, it flashes us back to why, uh, man, it, it takes me back to why we connected in the first place because we, we have really no have really no reason to connect except, you know, we're so different, but our stories are 
um, so connected. It, it's um, it, it's so interesting because I found myself I found myself about five months ago checking my email, um, drinking coffee, doing my normal morning routine, checking email, and all of a sudden I I, I clicked over to LinkedIn and I started writing. I, I, to this day, I don't know how I started writing this. It was not a plan. I started just writing a post on my past and I started crying and I started tearing like just sobbing like a baby not knowing why I'm writing this this article and um it took me back to about nine years ago I started writing it's the first time I told anybody five months ago it's the first time I told anybody that I was sitting in bed about nine months ago and staring at my wife um, before we had our daughter and planning my suicide um, and I and I wasn't just thinking. I, I mean, I literally planned, you know, how, where, when. You know, I I I, I I'm not going to do this. This might hurt me. I might, you know, I had it planned out. Um, and I started writing this article on this experience that I never, my my wife never knew, my family never knew. I never told anybody. Um, so about nine years ago, I'm I'm laying in bed after after. Being a professional athlete, right, so successful, quote-unquote, so successful, and, and no one knowing the, the inner fears and doubts and demons that I'd lived with my entire life, um, really not ever living up to the potential that I thought I had, not believing, actually, not even believing that I, that I had a right to succeed. So played professional tennis, started teaching it just as a default. Wasn't re- I was good, but I wasn't really my passion, and I decided to – to quit that and start and start working with people on their mental performance. I'd always been into that. So I just dove into this business that I thought, hey, I don't have any clients, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And I started working with people and, and after a year I watched my entire bank account drain. I watched bills pile up. I just was just I mean it was life was taking taking over and here I am, you know, a year after I decided to to start my own business, I'm laying in bed planning my suicide, and I woke up every morning at 3 a.m. Not really even woke up; I just sat up because I was never sleeping for about seven months planning this entire thing. And I and I remember, I still Elizabeth and Walter don't know how I decide, like how I decided not to do it because it was planned and it was like it was a given. I had already ended my life, and I can only describe my bottom at that moment um, being being kind of taken over by this incredible feeling of, I don't know, it's so hard to describe, but an incredible sense of this can't be your legacy. There was this incredible emotion out of nowhere of strength. Something came over me where this was not going to be how you leave this place. You have more. You need to give more. You need to share these experiences. And and out of nowhere, I just say by the grace of God that I, I decided not to go through with that. And... Um, you know, started, met Mark, and it, like I said, five months ago, shared this story for the very first time, and, and then Mark and I came together and made it our first episode of our podcast, and from that moment, it just, the story resonated with so many people, it just, it, it just, it just still to this day shocks me how uh, how Mark and I can come together and, and have such rock bottoms and, and use them to help others. You know, thank you both. You, uh, incredible stories. You know, this is really interesting to me because, you know, so I never had it. I never hit a rock bottom. Uh, you know, and I've, I've been successful. I've worked my way through struggles and challenges. Never hit a rock bottom. And when I look at other people, some of the, some of the great people uh, in self improvement areas, like Tony Robbins, he hit a rock bottom. 
living like in like a tiny little room when it was nothing going on, and he was at a bottom. And Eckhart Tolle, who ended up doing The Power of Now, he hit a rock bottom. And then from all of that, mm-hmm. you know, came this huge inspiration and truths and wisdom. And, and you guys hitting rock bottom, and now you're, 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 uh, your podcast is 15 weeks, and you've got like 60,000 downloads. I mean, I think there's something to this about when you really hit the rock bottom, that has a potential to really propel you massively forward. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think I think ahead, what's what, what's really important, and I and I heard um, recently, and I just believe when I when I was going through this, my wife is just like I'm so blessed. Like if it wasn't for my wife, I, I mean, I don't know where I'd be. And she just kept saying, "Look, Dane, this is creating your story. This struggle, this." this depression, this, this, this downtime that you're going through, it's creating your future story that you'd share, that you're going to share with other people. And, and I remember hearing uh, something from a leader, T.D. Jakes, who said, you cannot help other people grow through their experiences if you haven't grown through those same experiences. And it's and it just, wow, a light went on. I'm, we're supposed to, we're supposed to go through those struggles, right? We're, we're, we're supposed to, you know, I look at it as a trampoline effect. That bottom has catapulted me to another level that I could never have related to if I, you know, if I wasn't sitting there planning the end. Mm-hmm. Dane? Yeah, I also wanted to say, oh, sorry, go ahead, Elizabeth. Yeah, let me go with Dane first. Um, Dane, I, I'm going to just ask this for for the listener benefit also, and for you to tell a little bit more of your story. When you were sitting there thinking about ending your life, were you on any medications, or did you have a, a real history of depression from, like, childhood and all that, or, or no, this what, is, no, what led I mean, up to that point? That, I, mean, I, was, what, I had never been, I, I'd never been on any medications. I mean, I bear, I've never done a drug. Literally, I've never even smoked. We, I've never done anything other than have a beer or some wine. So, I have no, there's no history in my family. There's not, the the stress, I think it all kind of just hit me realizing my entire life I was living in just such a medi, uh, uh, an average, a mediocrity, a, a style, a type of mediocrity that just finally hit me that, that I was not living up to the potential. And I can't explain why I got so low other than, then everything crumbling down. There is no medication. There's no history. I was never diagnosed with anything. Um, so to answer your question, Elizabeth, I, life just hit me. And, and I, I now can say it, it was because of this thing that we're creating now. Life had to punch me. Life had to kick me so that I could rebound and help others that have been kicked as well. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, Mark. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Go, I, I hear you, and that's a really good, that's a really good honest, honest answer, and very helpful, I think, to people because everybody sometimes, well, not everybody. It's a generalization, but I think a lot of people just assume that, you know, for someone who's going to commit suicide, there's something involved, like maybe PTSD or a history of concussions or medication or, or, or something. Walter, help me out here. You know way more about this than I do. But when you hear about suicide in the news and stuff, usually there's some pre-existing something. Well, yeah. The, these days, you know, it's like this pilot. Uh, you know, people are saying, well, 
maybe he was on Prozac and that caused him to kill himself, or or he was depressed, or he had some kind of psychosomatic illness. Or you're right. Uh, usually, there's there is a a big history of uh, of some kind of trauma or or of a uh, chemical imbalance of some sort that kind of plagued per- a person to reach that point. But uh, but I can see Dane's point about you know just feeling so. Uh, it's so empty and feeling like you're, you're wasting your life. Or there's there's no future. Uh, there, there's no legacy. I mean, I can really I can really kind of relate and identify with that idea of God. You know, I, what am I doing here? I could do more. I yeah. could do better. And and that being so massively oppressively depressing. So yeah. Yeah, I have to be careful of that sometimes too because I think you know I I do on a daily basis. I feel like I'm never helping enough people. It drives me it drives me crazy. I just am like oh. The message could go, you know, this way and this way and this way and this way. And do I need a PR firm? And do I, you know, and and you just have to kind of gently remind yourself to chill out and do what you can and and be your best. And yeah, um, it, yeah. It's, it, Mark, it, is that you? It, no, no. Then just real quick, just real quick, because it helped me so it helped me so much to to understand that it's okay. Feeling yeah. sad, feeling upset, feeling depressed. It's okay. Right. I had a mentor tell me that while I was going through it, and it instantly, like, wow, like, it, something, it helped me. Everybody feels sad. Everybody feels a little depressed. Everybody feels angry. Everybody feels less than sometimes. It's okay. You don't have yeah. to be diagnosed. It's, it's okay. And I think that's the main point that Mark and I try to share um, on the show. Mark. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say with with that too, um, with, with the 60,000 downloads and stuff, a, a huge thing also and everything you guys are talking about, it, it, it all is so, I mean, the battlefield takes place in the mind. And I did go through, um, even in my college after the whole jail rock bottom, I went through a lot of um, where I was, as a child, I was diagnosed with ADHD and then in college, they tried to put all these other labels with anxiety, and um, I even started having these panic attacks in, in the middle of my college classes for no reason whatsoever that I could figure out. And I just continually had to choose to really be conscientious of my thoughts and kind of like what you were saying too, Elizabeth. Like I think a lot of people who are intellectual and think a lot have a lot of introspection, which is a good thing. Yeah. But when we obsess on it and become almost, because I know I can, I can become almost OCD that then that can spiral into almost paralyzation or even anxiety or anything else. So I've had to continue to learn to be really intentional about recognizing my thought pattern when it's spiraling like that and just to continue to start doing something and kind of counteract those thoughts. And that's that's continued to kind of, bring us and and develop us at different levels ongoing, as well as the different guests that we're so blessed to have on our show. Um, You know, they're really transparent, and they open up about their struggles and their fears and their overcomings, like when we had you on our show, Elizabeth. Um, And that's all what Elevating Beyond is all about, and I think why so many people are interested in it, because we're not just only sharing people's stories of the, quote, success. It's like, what's going on right now with you? Like just to hear that, I mean, I was feeling a lot of fear 
even and nervous just before going on this show, but I don't allow the feelings of fear to stop me from the actual doing. I continue, I'm here right now. I mean, I dropped speech class three times in college because I was terrified of, of speaking, and yeah. now I'm co-hosting <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> Isn't it fun yeah. how that comes full circle? Yeah, you know, I, I I love two things that, that you guys I want to emphasize. You saying that the real battleground is in the mind is I think that's brilliant, and 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 also the idea of really acknowledge your feelings and and don't become a victim of of your of your feelings and and of your fears. And but what you also touched upon just a moment ago was the idea of both of you did the idea of you know if you're gonna taking action, if you get a thought, hey maybe I could do this. Uh, and instead of just sort of obsessing on it and, and trying to make it perfect, to sort of at some point you, you just start, right? That's a, that's, a per- that's a, such a great question because Mark and I talk about it all the time. Our first episode, like we went back and forth, right? We have <laughs> let, let let's do this podcast, but how do we do it? I have no idea, but let's just and 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 what makes Mark and I align so so well is I'm the everything has to be detailed, everything has to be like lined up perfectly, and he's like. Let's just go. And I, no, no, no. We got to make it. And so our first—I I mean, he, he literally had to force me. Our first episode was just done, you know, over the phone. I, I literally was driving. I, I pulled over, and we just had a phone call for our first episode. Audio is horrible, but as Mark you know, always preaches, you know, down my throat, we're not. We can't wait for those perfect conditions. We just have to act, and we'll figure out how to do it along the way, right? Whether it's a podcast, whether it's our relationships, whether it's our business, life, whatever. Just just take that's action, the, right, and and figure it out. That's the elite athlete in you, just so you know. <laughs> I, it's Yeah, it's very much the elite athlete in you, and, and kind of backing out of that is um, is probably an interesting process, I'm sure, but I couldn't agree with you more on the whole, on the whole just start thing. Whoever said that, I can't remember who just said that. But, um, wow. Because so many people just start and they and they take that leap of faith and look where it gets you. You know, it gets you companies like Under Armour. It gets you, you know, people just start and they go from there. Not everything is perfectly planned out like in some, like I, I know I, I thought to just start Best Ever You, I thought it would start with like a business plan, like an intricate business plan. So <laughs> I sat behind the office, you know, my behind the door of my office before I upped and quit um, writing out this business plan, I thought, oh, I've got it, you know, kind of thing. And what we have today is, is it sort of resembles that, but now I call what I do like a vision plan instead of like a business plan. And uh-huh. I set it out like, and, and maybe you guys can, if you don't already do this a little bit, but kind of like things you know are going to happen, things you kind of want to happen, things you wish would happen, and it's kind of all out there, diff- so differently structured than, you know, who's going to give me the million dollars for this great idea I have from the bank or what? you know what I mean? The angel investor right. venture capitalist business plan thing. It doesn't <laughs> work for me very well. Um, you, you know, but di- it, yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you go ahead because I know you can, Oh, I was just saying the bit that makes me laugh because I, I have a copy. Yeah. Before we, we started DreamShine, um, the CPA I was working with wanted me to structure a perfect business plan, and I knew the vision of what we were going to create with DreamShine, and then also I had worked for over a year studying everything I really needed to for Mark? the rules Hang on, and the I've got funny audio on you, Mark. Hang on. Yeah, 
Hang on. I've got uh, audio cutting in and out. Can you guys hear that too? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your phone's dying. Is it, is it coming Sorry, in now? Or, there you there go. There you go. Oh. Sorry to um, stop you and interrupt you. Oh. oh, that's okay. I don't know. I don't know where it is. It coming no, through? Still there. Still there. Darn. I to, I to, hear what you were saying though. You were talking about your dream shine and having the perfect business plan. Keep going. See if it works. It's, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys able to hear me? I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. My headpiece is in. Um, that now and see where I had started to write some notes down in it. But along the way, I had to just start doing, and there were so many things that I couldn't have even comprehended that I've had to learn along the way. Yeah. Um, if I knew all those things ahead of time, I probably would have been like, there's no way I can do all that if, had I known all the obstacles and roadblocks that were to come along the way. And also, if I would have waited to create that so-called perfect business plan, I would still be trying to write it to this day eight years later, and, and DreamShine wouldn't exist. Um, and the same with Elevating Beyond. You know, I'm not saying not to do your research and go into everything as prepared as you can be, but there's a certain point, like you were saying, Elizabeth, you know, you just you take that leap of faith and you just you don't give up, you don't settle, and you don't quit along the way until you get there. Yeah, you know. We uh, saw the, bad, uh, audio on, uh, bad audio on you, just so you know, but we got what you were saying. Um, yeah, I was just saying, saying yeah, it's it's beautiful because uh, the bed audio is like okay, our show's not perfect now, uh-huh. but we got we got great guests here, and just listen a little bit more closely, and you'll get you know you'll go past the static and hear hear the truth. So uh, yeah, we're going forward here. Uh, but yeah, so Elizabeth, you brought up this idea of vision and a vision board, and and you guys, I I don't know who wants to I, I jump in here, but uh, you guys talk about the importance of having what you call an insane vision. What what do you mean by that? Yeah, so that, that that's that's funny because we just did a show on that and and we just truly believe and I think this is where I think this is where people can really take their their dreams to another level. When we say insane vision, we mean quote unquote unrealistic. Where most people would tell you you're insane. Why why would you have <laughs> such why would you have such high goals? Why would your vision? And I think Elizabeth, to your point too, this is that athlete in me where. There's no way to become a professional athlete. There's no way to become a highly successful entrepreneur um, if your visions aren't higher than most people think is possible. And so when yeah, we talk about insane, insane visions, I, I want people to call me crazy. I, I, I want to be called insane. I know I'm doing something right if my vision's higher than most people can, can kind of conceive. Yeah, it's funny. There's a little bit of delusional that kicks into gear that's good, actually. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but it's it's almost like you just have to, like, tune everybody out that's saying no and stay with what you're trying to do. Um, and I, I tell this to – I don't say it exactly like that, but I, I say this to our, our son who wants to play baseball in college and all these things. And, I, you know, I always say align yourself with the people who are going to help you make your dreams and goals and everything possible – and um, there will be a lot of people who say, you're from Maine. Maine's not a baseball state. You're not going to play baseball. You know, all these things to keep you from not achieving. And it's very interesting uh, what naysayers do to dreams. Right. Or try to. 
and I and I think they're you know I I think I I tell a lot of people too the people that are going to hate on you are the people that wish they could have your dreams mm-hmm. and are yeah. just upset with themselves for not taking that risk being too afraid to for do action. what you say you're going to do yeah yeah action I think a yeah. lot of people too while well, we talk about this where people sort of sit around and wait for it to happen but they don't take action. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know the, this whole idea of well, is, is it delusional, to, to, or is it fa- is it magical thinking, is it grandiosity? Uh, it, you know, you just putting those labels. Obviously, you don't want to go into the ozone and be completely nuts, but in general, putting labels on that is another way of just your inner critic kind of putting you down, or the critics of others putting you down and trying to damp down, dampen your enthusiasm. And and you look at the, all the you know the Wright brothers; they were crazy, right? I mean, everyone who comes up with some Something unbelievable at some point was deemed crazy uh, initially, and they shouldn't do it. Yeah, right. yeah I'm, holding, I'm, ho- I'm holding an iPhone right now, and, and they all they there all thought go. Steve was crazy, right? Right. Huh. Yeah. And I, a lot of that. Mark, I don't, are you guys able to hear me at all now? Like we can hear you, but I think it's a little static there. But go ahead. Oh man, I don't. I, I can let Dane try to take it too if it's still coming through staticky. But I was just gonna say, yeah, every insane person either what makes the difference is like Einstein, Edison, all of them were considered insane. The difference was they never gave up until their vision was manifested. So they could have either been considered insane or a genius. But, I mean, Thomas Edison failed 1,093 times before he successfully created electricity. Um, It's just, it's about never giving up. And like you guys were saying, too, being around those like-minded people is so helpful and important. You know, we have the inventor of the iCoffee coming onto the show on Thursday. The iCoffee is like the number, it's like the iPhone of coffee makers. You know, it's just the best coffee maker out there. And um, it, the guy went through, his name is Bruce Burroughs, and I, I was just like, I have to have you on the show. I've been waiting like a year and a half to have him on the show because he's so busy. And I've just been, you know, saying date, 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 and now here he comes. So it's exciting. But he went through hundreds of prototypes, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of things to get his eye coffee to the way he wanted it to be with I'm I'm so interested to hear his story because I'm sure there was a lot of no to get to where he is and now I think his eye coffee's out through Remington. Hmm. And now he has a single serve that we're going to be talking about, but it's the best coffee maker in in the entire world. We I mean we swear by it. But you know, it's those kinds of things where without some tenacity and a little bit of a lot of bit of vision, um things don't happen. Can you imagine doing that, going through so many prototypes of something to make it yours and perfect? Oh, it, it's brutal. I know when I was writing my book, Forgive to Win, it's, it's like, I, I, you know, I'm going to write it, I'm going to edit it, I'm going to edit it, I'm going to edit it, just like you guys are talking about. I just kept on going, is it perfect yet? Is it perfect yet? And finally, you're just going to go, hey, shut up and and get it out there already. You know, so that's, that's what happened with me. You, you can just make yourself nuts. Yeah, I got so Absolutely. annoyed with Percolate that I left a whole chapter unedited. I mean, it's it's like I said, no, I'll just leave it this way. It's it's got to be it's got to be a mess to show people can make mistakes. And when Hay House, I, I was saying this the other day on the radio too, but when Hay House got it, they were like, "What is this chapter?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, leave it. It's to show that you can totally be an author, a published author, and make just a 
ton of mistakes, and it's okay. We'll all live through it. It's okay. The book can go out this way. Everything will be all right. And once the editors kind of understood the mission there, they made that chapter even worse. Like they put tons of typos in it, just just totally messed with it. And it's okay. Yeah, I love that story. I love that story. Uh, hey, guys, uh, uh, what about this, ex- this intentional? I think it's important for me to know, but I think everything everyone else out there will want to know, too, uh, hopefully. When you talk about intentionally grateful uh, as an important thing for success, what do you mean by that? Oh, I have a big answer for that, if you guys can hear me. Yeah, go ahead, yeah there we go. go ahead. Okay, I just switched my headpiece out there, so there's never giving up. We'll figure yeah. out a way. I wondered if you were in a pool or something. You sound like you were swimming and talking at the same time. No, I'm I'm actually in my office. <laughs> but um, <laughs> being intentionally grateful, I have learned the the bigger adversities that I'm facing with with a company, with family, just anything that can really weigh you down. I've learned that's where my mind can just spiral out of control if I'm not aware of it. And I try to do this ongoing, but especially when things kind of in my external environment are going really bad, I have an intentional grateful notebook of gratitude. And what I'll do is just before I go to bed, I'll write down five simple things just like that I'm thankful for, like my wife, I I have a bed to sleep in, I have running water, um, and by the time I go to sleep, I'm I'm kind of smiling from ear to ear, like wow, you know, it's it's the little things that matter. I'm healthy, um, and then when I wake up, I have that same list, like number one to five. And as I'm going to my bathroom, like all right, I have a bathroom again. Um, and then I'll do more even when I come into work. Like I have a company, I have a job that I get to go to. I have an office, I have a car that I drive, and I realize, you know those things are so much more important to be grateful for than the problem that I'm dwelling on. Mm -hmm. And it literally changes my entire mindset and begins to change my external environment because I'm giving off that true feelings of gratitude rather than all the stress and everything that could be bottled up upon the certain situation. And when we say intentional, just learn that we have to continually always keep doing that because you don't just naturally get grateful and you're and you're like that for the rest of your life you you really have to pay attention to your thoughts i know i do and when i do little exercises like that it it literally is a game changer for me yeah i love gratitude gratitude's the best spot i i wake up every day and i have a lot of moments throughout the day where i'm just grateful for for breathing um, so I I totally know what you mean. That's a that's just a wonderful wonderful attitude. Yeah, yeah, but it, it sounds like also you're saying that uh, the intentional gratitude. I like your point about it takes you away from all the dread and yeah. fear. That if you if, if you hit an obstacle, I always talk about obstacles are really stepping stones. Don't see them as as blockages or failures. But uh, but you're saying that's it. It's like if you just stop focusing on the obstacle for a moment and appreciate all the blessings you've got and all everything that's good in your life, that kind of frees your mind up. And maybe that opens up your mind to then being intuitive again and, and taking in new stuff. Could, could that be? It, it it really does because it's not like the obstacle just disappears. I mean, the, the thing is we have to still face the problem, but it, it does. It allows you to have a whole different mindset when you approach it. 
and you're not approaching it with all this bottled up anxiety and, and or over obsessing about the future of what the outcome might be that's probably not really even going to be the outcome. You just naturally change your mindset with that intentional gratitude. And it does. Um, you know, Walter, you're able to actually focus on fixing the problem from a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. Flip it around, yeah. So you guys, what have you learned from each other from, from this hosting this podcast so far? Dean, what have you learned from Mark? Um, I, I, I learned that he keeps thinking he's better looking than me. That's number one. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, 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 I think, you know, that's, that's a phenomenal question, Elizabeth, I, um, be, because we, we talk about it all the time. We come from these different places, and yet we're still able to find a way to align our visions. I've learned that Mark, um, he, his strengths are my weaknesses, and some of my strengths are his weaknesses. Uh, I've learned that um, the, the man is incredibly passionate. I mean, he, he even says it too, like OCD. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's incredible. He went to bed. He went to bed, and I say this. I've learned this from Mark because I need a little more of this OCD craziness. He went to bed a couple nights ago, and I'm going to share the story where he he was he was planning on waking up and taking a jog, and he wanted to ha- he wanted to wear like a five pound. You, you know, vest around him. So he thought, you know what, it, in order to cut off, you know, three minutes putting this vest on in the morning when I wake up, I'm just going to go to sleep in this vest. So when I, I don't have, I, boom. It's like sleeping in and your so, clothes for an airplane flight or something. <laughs> exactly. So I love that story because because it, it, it says, it, it talks about, it talks to exactly what Mark, who Mark is as a person, his character. He's so hungry. He's so willing to risk everything and and, you know i've learned you know he's helped me in so many ways you know and like you said elizabeth earlier that that athlete thing i would never step onto a tennis court without being 100 percent prepared and knowing this is going to go the way i want it to go and and he really helps me step out of that look man let's just go take action so i I think that's a huge thing cool what about you mark what have you learned from dave Uh, thank you dan that's very nice of you i keep i'm hoping that you guys can hear me okay but dan you left out the part that my wife took the covers off and was like you are not sleeping in our bed with that with that (laughs) with that weighted vest on (laughs) and i was like oh come on (laughs) so actually i ended up taking the vest off or else I would have been sleeping probably on the couch. Couch with um, the vest on. There's a a vision. (laughs) And I'd be even closer to the door. But, um, you know, I've continued to learn so much from Dane and and just meet so many other great people like him who, knowing he was a professional athlete and just that laser focus that he had to get to where he got to that level – and just how truly humble he is and how he works with so many different people and his willingness to learn and grow and teaches me a lot of things too because there are times like where he said we help balance each other out because it's great that I might start doing something when conditions aren't perfect, but I can also sometimes jump into something too quickly and Dane is kind of able to help slow down at certain times and be like, oh, wait, no, let's let's focus on this and that and this first. And I realize, oh, wow, it's such a great thing that Dane brought that point up because if had we not noticed that, that would have been actually a total nightmare, um, and we can actually fix this ahead of time. That's a good thing. 
So, yeah. you know, I think the power of, of just coming together like-minded for the same vision, but realizing that you each have your different strengths and weaknesses and just openly communicating about them um, is huge. It, it's really huge. And, you know, it's meant a lot to me that Dane has just taken this whole thing on, this podcast, and, and even had the confidence in believing that this is something that we could do together. So we, we really continue to learn and, and grow from each other and our guests, you know, every day. Um, Dane's also helped me with a lot of things, even in my marriage and stuff, too. So, You know, um, you guys are, are, are amazing. And, uh, but, Mark, you, you talked about initially getting your face punched in and uh, as your darkest, you know, bottom. And now you guys have, like, an expression about uh, punching fear in the jaw. So I think that's kind of interesting. But what... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, Dane, you want to take this one, or you want me to go oh. ahead? <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead, buddy. Um, the, you know, we've realized that has continued to be an ongoing theme with, with almost all of our guests and our show in general is there's this illusion called fear that everyone faces. Um, you know, we were talking about it. It's a feeling and you counteract it literally by doing. And on our show, we don't just talk about the rock bottom of being in jail or the suicide or something that happened 10 years ago. Dane and I will literally get on and talk about some, some adversity that we just faced even yesterday. And we realized that by openly talking about it, um, we used to kind of be more macho and be like, oh, we can't talk about that we have those struggles and stuff. We realize it's the opposite of that. When we're transparent about it and we show that we're working on it, it really shows everyone else, like, wow, you know, they go through the same stuff that I'm going through, and they're not letting it stop them. And I feel like every time we kind of openly declare the fear that we're facing and how it's not, how we're still doing anyway, each each time we do that, it punches fear in the jaw and just counteracts it. That's awesome. Totally. I, I like what you said when I heard you say laser focus. Who said that? Was that Dane or Mark? Somebody said laser focus. No, you, Mark, you were saying it of Dane, that Dane has laser I was focus. thinking it. Like, no. Yeah, were you? <laughs> laser <laughs> no, I'm focus. Kidding. Thank you. Thank you for that, Dr. Walter. I was thinking it. Because um, it, it takes, you know, it takes a lot to kind of back out of that laser focus and take action instead of waiting for everything to be perfect or getting your mindset, you know, in the right in the right form and all that stuff. That must is that still hard for you, Dane, or are you or is it easing up a little bit? It's 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 easing up um primarily because um because I now have a purpose. I now have a reason, right? I have a why. Um you know, I have a reason for doing you know, what I'm doing and Mark and I have a reason for doing what we're doing. So I think that purpose really helps helps take action before you know, conditions become perfect, right? And you know, he's talking about fear getting punched in the in the jaw. That 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 you know, we 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 make light of it, but but it's a really serious um, it's a really serious issue because this, I think most people do not take action. A number one, number one, because they don't have a purpose. They don't have a why. They don't know why they want to do what they. They don't know why they're waking up. Number one, very important. But number two, that fear and doubt. Right, that fear and doubt come and, and and strangles them, right? And as as Mark says, it, it, it we replace 
and I, you know, we say it all the time, we finally got to a point where the pain of mediocrity finally outweighed the fear of the failure. I think when you can get to that point, anything becomes possible, right? When you can outweigh the fear of failure with your purpose and your why, then anything, anything becomes possible. You know, uh, the, the, this whole thing about you're talking about how you guys, you share the mission, you share a common you know, philosophy and ideology about where you want to go with this and how you want to help people, and, but you're different. And so you bring different talents and, and perspectives, and it all then works out really well. And, you know, and Elizabeth and I kind of have the same thing. We're on board with the mission. We have our differences, but, we, but they make us stronger. Like the whole is greater than some of its parts. But I'm saying all this in a roundabout way because you guys talk about your mission statement being like two words, and I wanted you just to kind of fill us in on that. Yes, the famous two-word mission statement is change <laughs> lives. And, um, you know, that is – we didn't st- – this – Elevating Beyond is not about Mark or Dane. It's about literally changing lives. And we're both doing that, you know, with our own companies. But we realized we wanted to reach out to people in a broader way. Um, And with a podcast, it's amazing. As as you guys know, with your radio show, you're reaching people literally across the world. And everything we do, we look at the bigger picture of it. Even when Dane and I have a disagreement, we make sure to have that courageous conversation where we help confront each other about let's look at what's best for the bigger picture of changing lives because just the ripple effect of each show that we do, even if it helps change one person's life, you never know the seed that that's going to plant and the ripple effect that it's going to take over time and how many other lives that it might change for sure. As for your for your own lives, what do you guys have planned for the future? What are you what are you thinking that you might might do? I know Mark, there's some some chatter about a a book that you're writing and speaking tours and maybe a live podcast tour and some of these other things. What's going on? It's pretty exciting. Dan, you want to talk about the the live podcast tour? Go for it, my man. Well, we're 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 trying to we're trying to do it a little differently where we we want to take the podcast and go live to an event that that you're creating or we can create an event with you and not only broadcast live the podcast but be part of it and really get into really kind of get face to face right because it's one thing kind of over the air it's one thing but when you really get when you really get face to face with someone and and talk about their struggles and talk about their vision and talk about their passion you know, when you get in the middle of it, it, it gets a little, it, it becomes a little bit more emotionally connected. So we have, you know, we're 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 going to be blessed to to kick it off, I believe, in in Colorado for an amazing event here in the next in the next few weeks. We're going to take the podcast live and just kind of travel around and do, you know, do that show and and have speaking engagements with it and just kind of let it. Again, here it is, Elizabeth. When you say, you know, what does it look like? A B C. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just let, let it, it percolate. Yeah. Just just let it be. As long as our vision, as long as our our why is cemented and it's emotionally connected, then it'll just be, it'll kind of just turn out the way it's supposed to turn out. And as long as our our main focus is the we're gonna we're gonna help as many people as possible, I don't think we can go wrong. You, you yeah. Know, you know. I, oh, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Liz. 
Well, I, you know, one of the things that I just did with what my third oldest son, so I, I took him out of school for the day, and he took the the HD video camera with us, and we got to be part of the press room of the Massachusetts Conference for Women all day long. And it was a really good experience for him, and, you know, we, we wrote it off as a, a day off, but learning. And we got to be part of that conference and cover it from, like, a media standpoint, like you guys are talking about, only we did, like, video. And um, the, it was so powerful, to, like you're saying, to meet people in, in, you know, live and all of this stuff. It really, really a complimentary thing to do. I, I think that's a fabulous idea, and we'll do a little bit more of it here. We can't, you know, where we can also invest every you where like you know money allows and stuff like that. Because one of the stumbling blocks of that is it costs money all the time to do stuff. But if you can trade um, media coverage, like a press pass or media coverage for something like that, you know, it's it's so much fun. It's really, really fun. You get some – you like just sitting there in the press room was um, um, John Gray, who, you know, mm, the, the wow. Mars-Venus guy, you know, yeah. just sitting there yeah. at the table, you know. Amazing. I'm like, aren't you? And the other thing I would say, just from a coaching standpoint, you guys know this, is it, take action but also ask. I am such a huge believer in asking. And so, like, when I went up to John Gray, and he was sitting there, and he was pretty quiet, and I was really nervous. <laughs> I said, can I interview you? You know, you're in the, you know, he was in the press room, and he's like, oh, sure. But I, I, must, I must have waited, like, ten minutes before I went over and asked him. Like, he probably That's could awesome. have left before I would have got up the courage to go over there, but I finally did it. And so asking That's, is that. so powerful. Yeah, you know, I was going to say that. Uh, yeah, Jack Canfield also talks about you know, ask. You got nothing to lose. Ask, put it out there. Try to uh, uh, try to get cooperation and support from others. But also, what you guys are saying about uh, start the ball rolling. As long as you're on point, on your purpose, uh, you don't have to know exactly how you're going to get to where you want to go. And Jack talked about that too on our show about the fact that when you do that and you're out there and just you're on purpose people kind of show up. They call it coincidence, but it's not really because all the energy and the, and, the, and the work that you put into it and the desire and the passion actually somehow attracts uh, people who, who want to help you. Have you found that Very to be like-minded. true? Very like-minded. Yeah. yeah. Very like-minded. People mistake so it for compromise. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're so right, though. It's so important to, because we are who we say we are, and that's something that a lot of people bring up. They're like, wow, it's because you guys are so genuinely not trying to be fake or pretentious. You're just throwing all your cards out on the table, and we're following our heart over our brain. I mean, we're just going all in with this. We're not perfect. Um, well, I am. Dane's not. I am. <laughs> you know, um, and it, it's it's scary, but that's punching fear in the jaw. It, everything you yeah. were both just saying too. I mean, every no brings you closer to a yes is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And you just genuinely do that. You share that with people and they see what you're doing and it gives them hope to, you know, not just like a pretentious type of hope. We're literally able to share the tools of here's how we're getting through this. Here's how you can too, from any situation. We're not speaking theory from a textbook. We're talking in the trenches of real life experiences, I think that is so important. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. We we're out of time, and I know Dr. Walter has um, probably patience after this. So, um, oh. boy, 
what a cool hour with you guys. Thank you so much. I'm I'm so glad we met on Twitter. <laughs> the power of social media right yeah. here. Isn't that neat? It's amazing. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, let me just um, – 10 seconds left. We're going to run over. So anybody listening live, we're going to cut off, but you can listen to the very end of the show and replay. I want to just thank you guys for being with us, and I just wanted to go through your social media and your websites again. Does that work for you, or did we miss Absolutely. anything that you wanted to talk about? Did we miss anything? Oh, you no, come that's, back on that's again. great. We would <laughs> love to. Come back. I, I would, okay. I'm, my book is going to be releasing towards the end of the summer, so I would love to be back on as a pre, pre-release for the book. We can talk about that, too. Okay, All right. perfect. All right, so let me let me just say thank you again, Coach Dane and Mark Menard from the Elevating Beyond podcast. They're on iTunes. If you want to catch out, catch their show on iTunes. Um, it's there. It's also on HipCast. And they're working on getting a website together for the Elevating Beyond podcast. They're um, at Coach Dane, D-A-Y-N-E, on Twitter. And then um, Mark Menard on Twitter is DreamShine4, the number four. And you can like them on Facebook at facebook.com slash elevatingbeyond. And then just a few more things here. Um, CoachDane.com and dreamshine.co are their websites. So thank you so much, Dane and Mark, for being with us. And thank you, Dr. Walter, for your time. Appreciate it, as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. So humbled. So blessed. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care, everybody. Thank you. And we'll be back on Thursday with Bruce Burroughs of iCoffee. Should be a, a great show there, learning how he, he uh, came up with that idea. It's awesome. All right, take care, everybody. Thanks. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.